another episode of Bias Check-In. Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Claudia, what are we checking in with this week? This week we have a few things. As we enter Q4, our calendars are getting busier and the after the holidays postponement mystical land is just around the corner. But a few housekeeping items before we get to all of that. Before we jump in, for those who checked in with last week's episode, there were a total of 12 Swift Midnight's references. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go back to AITA, The Twilight Zone, and see if you can find all of them. Second on our list, at the time we are releasing this episode, we will have a little under 24 hours left of the 2022 US midterm campaigns. And with that, we will close voting season. Dear friends in the US, this is one of, if not the last reminder to look into same-day registration in your state if you have procrastinated until now. 20 states and DC offer this possibility for a reason. And election season does not stop tomorrow as PSYOP is also having its annual leadership selection process. PSYOP elections do hit a little closer to home this year because our committee chair, Victoria Mattingly, is running for communications officer. If you are a PSYOP member or a retired member, so none of us associates or student affiliates, members have until the end of the month to cast your vote online for PSYOP president, communications officer, conference and program officers, and research and science officer. And while I would love to say more, as an associate member, I cannot even see who is running for the roles. So, you know, go back to our previous episode, PSYOP's origin story, if you want to hear more about that. And now... With our civic and professional duties out of the way, as we officially start November episodes, fans are already thawing out Mariah Carey for the holiday season and year-end reports and decks are in the work. And we realized that for two IO people working in organizational development, we have yet to do an episode on exactly what is organizational development and effectiveness and answering a few of the questions we get most often from family, friends, clients, including the ever-present and never-easy. So how do you fix a company? Well, the short answer to that is that we don't. The company fixes itself. Or, well, the people in the company. But, you know, before we get to it, let's start with what do we even mean by organizational development and effectiveness? According to the Organizational Development Network, OD is an emerging field of scholarship and practice that supports effectiveness and vitality in organizations and communities. Elements of OD can be found in a number of fields from HR to IT. So, and this is where I usually lose people. If organizational development is a support of organizational effectiveness... What is organizational effectiveness? Do we just define that as the result you achieve through organizational development? Well, yes, kind of. A definition for effectiveness is it indicates the power to achieve the desired result. 
do that in organizations and it's effective, right? Right. So simple. Circular definition. That's it. But the definition is very general and vague by design. The range of ways in which we can define organizational effectiveness will depend largely on how we define those desired results. For a lot of organizations, the results will be what you would usually imagine. Success, profit, growth, increased market share, continuity, etc., etc. Now, those sound more like organizational goals, which are a part of one of the models of organizational effectiveness, for sure, but not the only way to measure it. Organizational effectiveness does not mean making the organization successful, which is where the we don't fix the organization for you comes in. Depending on how the desired outcomes are defined, it is possible for an organizational development consultant, hi us, to support the institution and diagnose how to improve processes. For example, let's say, but the overall business goals will not be achieved unless the people internal to the organization commit to those changes and improvements that seem necessary. So for organizational effectiveness models, if, as we're saying, we define effectiveness as the power to produce the desired result, it goes to figure that then the models will vary based on A, what result do we desire, and B, which kind of power are we using to reach it. Now, there are probably an infinite number of models of organizational development and effectiveness out there. We picked just five of the major categories in which these models fall and that we've seen in our experience. So we have the goal model for effectiveness, accomplishing its goals. Example, 30% market share by 2030. So hiring X amount more employees, this is probably the most intuitive model and the one which comes to mind for most people when we talk about organizational science. How do we get to the next goal? Another approach is through internal processes model. So think of improving anything that has to do with internal to the organization. For example, your employee life cycle from recruitment to separation, exit interviewing. This model follows the idea that optimizing all of your internal processes, the outcomes will follow, such as in lean or agile management. Resource-based model, obtaining resources needed for high performance, Example, looking at the input which comes to the organization and the outputs. What are we able to achieve through it? How can we make the most out of it? This model focuses specifically on resources which are rare or hard to imitate. A company's competitive advantage like having a proprietary formula like Coca-Cola or the Post-it glue. Another two models that are relatively similar to each other are strategic constituency and stakeholder. When we're looking at our strategic constituency model, we are looking at satisfying anyone that hold power over the organization. 
or that can hold sway over the organization, which theoretically sounds nice to me before I heard the definition of it. It was the idea of like, well, of course you want to satisfy the people that you're affecting, but really means can you survive the people that could threaten the existence of your organization, such as clients or talents deciding to go to a competitor. When we come to stakeholder models, it's very similar and related, but it also includes those who are indirectly affected by the company, such as the families of clients or the families of employees, the community at large, public opinion, and those that the organization does not have a direct influence over, but can still threaten it. Um, this one comes with some extreme examples, but think, for example, of fossil fuel companies and activist groups for the environment. Next, we have competing values, the presence of simultaneous opposites. Might seem counterintuitive at first, but think of it as competing demands such as make a profit by making the clients happy, but also take care of the employees' needs. The ability of an organization to reconcile these competing values is key to being effective. And last but not least, we have our abundance models. These are connected to the idea of achieving the highest possible output in human enrichment from the input that we're working with. So think of social impact organizations, non-for-profits, charities, organizations that you would associate with transformational and inspirational leadership. And of course, which model fits depends on the organization and also depends on the challenges and historical moments of that the organization is facing. A startup or a very young company will likely benefit from focusing on internal process models and resource-based models more so than a more established company. In multinational companies, different departments might have their own organizational effectiveness challenges based that best serve by many different approaches. And a little bit related to the last abundance model, which model best portrays the organization also somewhat captures its values. For some organizations, prioritizing social impact, fundamental. While it could be completely absent or not prioritized in others. Likewise, prioritizing the satisfaction of stakeholders. An example that always leaves me baffled is colleges and higher ed. Ideally, to me, it would be so intuitive that students would be the first stakeholder group that comes to mind. But because they are relatively low power, low tenure compared to other stakeholders, it becomes challenging to see changes enacted in a useful time frame and they don't have that much sway. And we're doing this episode today because I listened to... I follow the Anxious Achiever podcast. I am still so jealous of the title. And they talked about organizational effectiveness. And so we wanted to do our own episode, especially since there's also this conception that there is one way to one right way to work and to make things work. Um, and if that was the case, we would either have the easiest job in the universe, or we would need to reinvent ourselves. Compound that with the added complication that 
even on the individual and team level, what is quote-unquote effective is subject to change over time and that different interests will impact what we deem effective. We definitely don't have the easiest job in the universe, but who knows what, what that one is. As some past workplaces, I would consider it an effective day if I made it to clocking out without wanting to quit or giving a coworker a piece of my mind. For someone else, an effective day could literally be delivering a baby, saving a life, or, you know, serving the population of an entire country, since we talked about elections earlier. Depending on the organizational priorities, effectiveness might look like documenting every meeting, process, and action in a lot of detail. Other organizations might argue that for them, effectiveness is just getting it done and the individual employee has more control over how and when um, but Claudia how would you say you define effectiveness for yourself it's definitely still a work in progress I think so far it's been a lot easier to identify what has not been effective for me in early career spaces I remember being in organizations where I could not have been able to tell you what effectiveness and organizational goals where beyond, you know, keeping the lights on and keeping the doors open. And sometimes it can be that simple. Like those organizations are not rare or necessarily wrong for it. Um, but even when there's a metric ton of paperwork involved in ordering more paper clips or monitoring the hours worked by an intern requires more bureaucracy than it did for us to get visas I'm in the position where I'm both skeptical of agile workplaces and not a fan of bureaucracy and processes with a lot of hurdles, which is not the easiest spot to be. But then that takes us into organization to individual fit, and that is a whole other can of worms. How about you? For me, considering we have had a couple of shared employers in the past, I agree we should also do another episode on the agile terminology. Um, but effectiveness to me is about meeting my goals. In the past, I've been lucky because I've been able to set goals for myself and work pretty independently towards those goals. Um, having that weekly or monthly check-ins of, well, this is what I'm expecting from you. What is your timeline has worked. And in the cases where leadership gave me the timeline, I just tried to equip myself the best I can so that I can get work done as requested. Again, different people, different moments. We'll see what effectiveness looks like for us maybe in a couple of years. But if you know what your organizational goals are, what effectiveness looks like with your employee, let us know. Slide into our DMs on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bias Check-In Podcast. Send us an email to biascheckin at gmail.com or leave us a voice note on anchor.fm. And if one of your organizational goals is to have more visibility and support emerging brands, consider sponsoring us. We would love to showcase your story. With that... Thank you so much for checking in. 
Let's connect next week. Next week.